Hey guys, Fud Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. Yes, yes, yes. It's all good, baby. Canelo Alvarez, the latest addition to the ESBC game. You like how I did that, right? ESBC game roster. Man, oh man, I have high hopes for this, baby. He joins the cast of the greatest Muhammad Ali. Legend Roy Jones Jr., Sugar Ray Leonard, Riddick Bowe, Tommy Morrison, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., Vasily Lomachenko, Vlad and Vitaly Klitschko, Edgar Berlinga, Sean Porter, Katie Taylor, Josh Taylor, no relation, Clarissa Shields, Terrence Crawford, Juan Manuel Marquez, Amir Khan. Not bad. Shaping up pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, looking good, looking good. Some big name fighters there. Of course, Canelo being the biggest name right now. And then the mechanics of the game look pretty good. Feints. So feints are always tricky because it's the way they're implemented. It has to work right. But if it works right, that's awesome so apparently in this game the feints are going to allow you to trick your opponent into thinking one punch is coming but in that motion you can switch it to an entirely different punch obviously this could be hit or miss Hmm? pun intended depending on how it actually works in game if it's not glitchy and clunky and you're getting smacked in the face because the faint is too slow or like I said, it's clunky and glitchy where it's just not, it's not a smooth movement, then you have trouble. But if it works how they expect it to work, where it's seamless between the two different punches, now we're talking about something. Footwork. The footwork in this game is performance-based. So what they did is they actually brought the pro boxers in that we just went over the roster, obviously the alive ones, and they put them in motion caption. Uh, And so they use that software and just let them move around how they normally would. And hopefully that's going to translate to a much better movement in-game with the fighters fighting like how they normally would move and block and punch. Hopefully. I do like the idea of the adrenaline system. So the adrenaline system is a basically a heart rate monitor. If your heart rate reaches a certain BPM, your stamina maxes out. And then the big downside to that is your overall stamina drops significantly. So what this is, is if you feel like you got a fighter hurt or you just want to come out of the gates of guns a-blazing, you can do that. But there's also a cooldown period attached to this adrenaline system so if you mismanage this you could be totally gassed and like two or three rounds 
to me, that's an awesome system, right? Because it doesn't allow you to punch spam the entire time. You have to be strategic in when you want to attack and how fast and hard you want to attack. Otherwise, if you mismanage that and don't get your guy out, you might be hitting the canvas. The cup man in the corner. They did away with the mini games. So this is basically all about how good your corner is. The quality of your recovery is dependent on your corner's overall skill set. Point blank. Fighting stances. Each stance has its own plus and minus. That's kind of a given with every boxing game or MMA game or whatever that's out there. But the cool thing about this is certain styles will have automatic built-in advantages. So like in the Philly shell, that style, if you choose that for your fighter, will automatically block certain body punches. You don't have to manually push the buttons to block those. That's kind of cool. Now, of course, there's cons as well. And as it gets more developed and we get more information on that, you're going to see, obviously, the Philly shell is going to have a weakness maybe to the right hand or something like that, depending on what's going on. But I thought that was cool. It's kind of like automatically built in because of the style that you choose. Career mode looks pretty much awesome if it works like how they're saying it's going to. First of all, you get to sign with a promoter. But each promoter has different skill sets. So they have different skill sets in areas like negotiating, financial benefits, rankings and social media. All of those stats of your promoter determine like how quickly you're going to move up in the ranks. If and when you get a title shot, your overall popularity. That's pretty cool. Also, once you get to your uh, promoter and depending on their ranking system and their their overall skill set and ability you get to a fight negotiation screen and this is based 100% on the promoter you've signed with so this determines things like per split percentage if your fight is away or home your training camp uh if you can get injury insurance that's coverage in case your opponent or yourself get hurt leading up to the fight and if you can sneak in a rematch clause now, your promoter's abilities and your rank in relation to the opponent that you're fighting determine the chances of success for the negotiated contract you're trying to get. So just because you put all of these things in there and they're in your favor doesn't mean that you're going to get them. In fact, on the screenshot that I saw, there's a percentage. So you may have a 75% chance of likely succeeding in the type of contract that you're trying to go for. Or it could be lower, it could be higher. There's a lot that you could do there. And I'm assuming as you move up in the ranks, you get better promoters, you get you know more popularity, you face certain fighters, then obviously you're, there's going to be give and take there. Some fights you're going to have to suck it up and be the B-side. And, and obviously the goal is that you become the A-side and you get to determine all of these things and they benefit you. After you negotiate your contract... You get to go to your opponent's fighting stats. This is pretty cool. Basically, you're scouting your opponent. But the big key here is the scout or the accuracy of the scout is based off your corner's skill set. So the higher the coaching level, the more strengths and weakness of your opponent you will unlock for viewing. So if you have a shit corner, you ain't seeing nothing, boy. You're going in there the B-side with a terrible contract, and you don't know nothing about your opponent. 
On the flip side, if you've got a high-level promoter with a high-level coach, you're the A-side, you've probably got everything you wanted in your negotiated contract, and you get to open up the positives and negatives, the strengths and the weaknesses of your opponent, and you can use that in the fight. So if your opponent is opened up left hook to the body, then you know going in, this is awesome because it's basically uh, it's basically forcing you into spending money on a good corner and a good promoter like you can't just basically carbon copy it doesn't matter who you choose it doesn't matter who's your coach it doesn't like in a lot of the ufc games where it's like you can go to any gym you train striking striking is always the same you can go to any grappling uh gym in the game and you just train grappling on this it's pretty cool because there's going to be different levels of talent in the corners and so as you proceed and move up you're probably going to have to move up your your coaching staff simply so you can unlock the scouts of the opponents that you're facing they also put in check hook that's pretty cool um supposedly you have complete control of your fighting style meaning you can fight on the front foot the back foot Pivot out of danger. Uh, I also like that not every punch that you throw will be totally accurate. So they're going to be glancing blows, uh, glance off the gloves, glance off the arms, glance off the chest. You know, more realistic. Man, I'm telling you, if these things come together, of how they're trying to put them together and portray it, this has the potential. I mean, how long have we been waiting? What, what was fight night? 150 years ago? Like, this has been a long-ass drought for boxing fans. We can only hope, we can only pray that ESBC does what we think they can, what we hope they can, and if they put out a good product, guys. I'm not getting paid to promote this. I'm not getting paid to give insight into my opinions of how the game's going to look. And when it comes out, obviously, if it's a good game, I'm telling you right now, 100%, we all need to get behind them because this is a huge effort. People have been clamoring for a boxing game. EA basically gave us the finger and said, nope, they weren't going to do it. There's been a lot of people for a long time, even on socials, that have been clamoring to EA, make another fight night, make another fight night, give us a boxing game, and they basically won't do it. So somebody stepped up like ESBC Games, and they're trying to do it. They're not putting in no-name guys. They're not just uh, doing a budget game. They've got this fancy-dancy motion capture. They're bringing in the big stars. I mean, if this game turns out to be legit, then we have to get everybody on board to support them because this will allow us to get better games in the future and continue a franchise and not have to deal with shit like EA basically giving us the finger saying we don't care what you want we're going to stick with the UFC because that's where the money is that's bogus man ESBC games get this right and the community will be behind you 100% that's it for this episode of Fight Junkie I will suck it to you tomorrow baby Fight Junkie out